Hello and welcome to Caught My Ear, where two music obsessed mates grab a mic and have a chat about what music they've been listening to. My name is Maddie. My name is Vivian. And this week you are listening to episode 63. And first of all, we have an announcement, guys. We do. We do. We have a very important announcement. Probably the most important thing that you'll take away from this episode. <laughs> this, this is the only reason um, we're doing this episode, so we can talk about this. Halsey has come out of hiding and released her first live album. Oh my god. Just a moment of Hallelujah. silence. Hallelujah. <laughs> Everyone pray. <laughs> Everyone just take that in. Um, so I have a short article here written by Billboard. So it says Halsey's first live album, Badlands, live from Webster Hall, is here. Stream it now. 2020 has been a rough year for live music. 2019, however, was a dream. It's been five years since Halsey released her debut album, Badlands, and today she's revisited the record that launched her career with something we're all craving, a throwback to live music. Her very first live album, Badlands Live from Webster Hall, was cut last year during her two-night stand at NYC's famed venue. Halsey gave her fans a warning early in the week. She tweeted, quote, Secret is out. After five years, we're going back to the Badlands. This Friday, August 28th, I'm excited to share my very first live album. Quote, end quote. As a live set dropped at midnight, Halsey wrote, I miss performing for you live more than anything in the world, so here I am, right in your bedroom. Badlands Live from Webster Hall is out now. The pop artist's name trended through the night on Twitter as fans jumped in and felt Badlands with a live twist. So, yes, it came out a few days ago. And it's just, uh, it's just so good. Because I remember when she, when she performed live at Webster Hall. So that was just before she, I think, either announced Nightmare. It was like before Nightmare had come out. And she announced these live shows. And she performed all of Badlands one night and then all of Hopeless Mountain Kingdom the other yes, night. yeah. And... I guess no, none of us put together that that's, that she would pr- potentially, you know, like put out a live album from now that. Now that you've said that, I've just had like a light bulb go. <laughs> Are we going to get a live Hopeless, Hopeless Fountain, Fountain Kingdom? Kingdom? Ah! Oh my I god. Know. I can't, I can't handle that. So, so yeah, so it came out a few days ago, Badlands, and it's so good. Like, it's actually cut really well as well. Like, the thing is with live albums, like, obviously you have millions of, or like thousands of people screaming in the background, so... It's really hard, I guess, to sort of cut, like, the vocals, the instruments, everything that. Like would that would honestly be, like, a sound engineer's, like, worst nightmare, I think, yeah. doing live albums. So For shout out to sure. whoever did that. But it sounds so good, and she sounds amazing live. Like, we've always we've always said that. So I'm just like, ah, oh. It's so cool. Like, it's really nostalgic as well, like, going back, like, listening to that album. Like, it was, you know such a important album and she wrote it at the age of 19 which is nuts which is insane i but, think yeah. it's really it's really good um like from my personal perspective because i wasn't like a super halsey stan when yes badlands was released so it's not like i was around to be able to go to a badlands concert and listen yes. to those songs live so to have that recorded as something that i can listen to and go back to and just like Mm. pretend that I was there in concert like listening to it and because they've got all of the like little speaking bits yeah in there as well and it just makes you feel like you're there and I think that's such a special thing to have for sure and I love like the fact that you know like a lot of these songs they're not on her current set lists or no. haven't been for years and so the fact that there is a live version that you can just go to if you want to hear a particular song like yeah. it's there because so. like I've only heard a couple of the songs from Badlands yeah. Live, like the ones that she played at the yeah. Fountain Kingdom show. 
And, you know, there's all of these other ones that I'd never heard. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, not going to lie, I haven't actually listened to the album yet, but... Um, <laughs> I'm but getting to it, okay? She'll, she'll get to it, guys. <laughs> it was only released, like, two days ago. Leave, yes. me, alone. Leave me alone. Exactly. Um, but, yeah. So but anyway. Just thought we'd <laughs> obviously have a chat about that. Our queen. Clearly. <laughs> um, but we'll go into another news story now. Um, I've got an article here written by Jessica Over from NME, and it is... Songs from a Stolen Senate to premiere as online performance series. So a new initiative exploring the challenges of identity in Australia will premiere as a free online event next month. Songs from a Stolen Senate sees some of Australia's leading First Nations musicians rework speech from Parliament into song. The spoken words are combined with music and presented as an interpretation of the artist's life stories. The composers taking part are Aranda country musician Warren Williams, Ewan composer Brenda Gifford, Darug Nation composer Christopher Sainsbury, Moore Island artist Nora Bagiri, and Noongar performance performers Gina Williams and Guy Gauss. Sorry if I butchered any of those names, I apologise. Um, this is the first instalment of an ongoing series commissioned by the Griffin Ensemble that challenges the formation of Australian identity since European settlement. Originally intended to premiere in early 2020, the project was delayed due to COVID-19, but will move forward as a series of online events. Composers for Songs from a Stolen Senate explored historic moments from Australia's past, including the Stolen Generations, Climate Policy, Youth Incarceration and the Rabbit Proof Fence Policy. In keeping with current lockdown restrictions, the project will premiere as an online interactive performance on Friday the 4th of September. Tickets are free for those who register and the link will um, be in the article that we'll link down below for that. So yeah, that's a cool This is very online cool. event happening. I'm really excited for that. For like, sure. Spoken word from like speeches in Parliament. That is such a really cool, interesting way to like mm. turn things into music. I love that. Idea. And then like focusing on such pivotal moments in Australian history, mm. whether obviously they're positive or not is another thing. <laughs> um, but the fact that it's going to sort of hone in on those specific events and tell it through music is such an interesting concept. And yeah. I, I'm so fascinated to see how they're going to go about it. Yeah. I think it's going to be like a really, really positive um, event to sort of mm. witness or, you know, be for part sure. of for all of those people who are. Um, I think it's really, really important at, you know, the time that we're in now definitely. with everything coming up. Um, I definitely think it's, it's about time that these issues were sort of, you know, for sure addressed in a different way, I think. But 100%. yeah, so excited to see that. It's called Songs from a Stolen Senate. Um, all the info for that will be in the um, link that we include in the description. But Vivian, what is our last news story for this episode? So our last news story is coming from Music Feeds written by Laura English. And it says, Elton John says modern pop hits are not real songs. Oh, so we have a spicy take coming. <laughs> So, Elton John has shared his take on modern pop music with BBC Radio 6 Music, and it's a bit yikes, <laughs> explaining that he prefers artists who, quote, write songs, and most of the tunes in the charts are not, quote, proper songs. Father John Misty reminds me a little bit of me, the way he writes songs, said Elton John. Conan Gray from America, and he's the only person in the American Spotify Top 50 to actually write the song without anybody else. He was referring to Conan Gray's track, Heather, which is at number 12 on the chart, He's sitting below three of Juice World's songs, BTS, Drake, Harry Styles, and of course the world's favourite song right now, WAP by Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. Honestly, The Shade. <laughs> 
He went on to say, quote, everybody else, there's four or five writers on a track. You look at most of the records in the charts, they're not real songs. They're bits and pieces, and it's nice to hear someone write a proper song. I like people who write songs, and there's plenty of people that do, but a lot of them don't get played on the radio because they're too sophisticated, and we get songs made by a computer all the time, and I'm not interested in that, he stated. So there you go. That... Okay, that makes me, like, seethe with rage. I For sure. I am so opposed to that view. Like, what is a proper song? Yeah. What? What does that mean? And the fact that he, you know, it's hard because Elton John is obviously such a well-respected songwriter in his own right, and he is obviously very good at that. So he's probably coming from this with a little bit of bias in the sense that he knows the process to you know to a t in terms of songwriting and in his maybe in his view like that's sort of like the only way that he can see can be done like yeah. if that makes sense so when he says like oh we have songs that are made on computers all the time it's they're like they're not made by computers they're made by people who have studied these programs and know how to manipulate all of these like 100 sounds it is so su- it takes them forever like i really want to get like i've seen like people who post like YouTube videos of them going through like um how they've like created songs on like lo- like logic breakdowns and like Jacob Collier does that all yes. the time and these videos are like 2 hours long mm-hmm. and like the amount of time that it takes them to like figure out how to do all those things in the first place is crazy for sure and to say that that is not proper music just makes me like so- I'm so angry <laughs> It's, it's, I'm so angry. But, you know, I feel like it does sort of come back to that age-old question of, like, that whole, oh, if you if you don't write your own lyrics or your own music, then are you really a proper artist? You know what I mean? And I feel like it's like this sort of tug, and, tug of war between those two views because a lot yeah. of people in the industry who do write their own music, like, for example, like, let's say Halsey, like, she has always said she writes her own songs, like, her yeah. own lyrics and all that. But... Then you have other artists who might not necessarily, like, they have a few writers on a track, but they also do write some of their own lyrics in that, and they mm. may not be the sole songwriter. How is that not just as valid it's as... It's just collaboration. Exactly. Like, if, as long as these people who are, like, who have multiple writers, if they're... Go- the only reason that I would have a problem with it is if they're, like, labelling themselves yeah. as, like they're the songwriter and they, like, are taking credit away from the people who actually wrote the song. That's where I have an issue. Mm-hmm. I do not have an issue with people collaborating with other people to create music. Like, that's what music is all about. It's exactly. about collaboration. And it's about, like, people working together to create art. And the the notion that, like, there's, like, this way that music is supposed to be or supposed to be made yeah. is so damaging. And I hate it i'm i could talk about this forever i'm getting so worked up so maybe we should stop but the thing is like what i want to end on is like the that like you said there is just no one way to go about writing music producing no and i think as soon as you limit yourself to that point of view is where creativity stops you know there you go like Mm. you you can't just you can't just limit yourself to that and the fact that elton john has taken this and sort of run with it it's like Mm. ugh. It's disappointing. Problematic. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but but anyway, we, we will stop our ranting there. Oh, I'll shut my mouth. I'll hold my tongue. <laughs> 
So that is the end of our news segment for this week's episode. But before we go into our song sections, we encourage you guys to pause the podcast, go down to the description and click either the Spotify or YouTube playlist to listen to the songs that we're about to talk about because you might miss something or you might be confused. And trust me, it happens. Okay? It does. It's okay. So you just got to listen. It's not that hard. There's not many songs in here. (laughs) Just only six or seven. Just let it play. It's fine. So, <laughs> in saying that, we will start with Song of the Week. Maddie, kick us off. Alrighty, so my Song of the Week this week is called Tell Me About It by Ella Eyre. So I am super pumped when this song comes on. I was super excited to listen to it. Um, I have been a fan of Ella Eyre for a while. Like, I haven't done, like, any sort of, like, deep dives into her discography, but I've always been a fan of, like, mm. her songwriting and her, her music. Um, her voice is incredible. Let's just say that. Like she's got an incredible voice. Um, and this song is so high energy. It's so, it's like so infectious and it's got this like instrumentation throughout. It's really, really awesome. And basically the gist of the song is she's talking to say another person who's like gone out with like her ex, like they've, they've been involved with her ex and she's like, telling them all these things you know like if you're complaining about this and that you know tell me about it like I've gone through it I know exactly how you feel like there's a line where it's like you're preaching to the choir (laughs) and it's amazing it's this like really sort of you know like take that kind of view to like yep tell me about it sister like Mm. you like I know all about it don't even worry and it's so high energy it's so fun it's so groovy and like it's like this really really high energy sort of like electronically produced track and it's yeah i i'm in love with it it's so cool it's so cool and it's so like it kind of took me by surprise because there's this really interesting like they use the guitar as almost like a percussive element a little bit like it has i I believe it's like a chorus effect on it i'm not entirely sure but it kind of sounds like it it's that and it's it's got this beautiful melody to it but like in the verses it sort of acts like a percussive to sort of drive the song forward and it's really cool i really love it when like pop songs do that because it's so upbeat it's so fun it's so funky and yeah like her her voice is just also incredible it's amazing and like it's really cool because most of the like um sort of like melody and lyrics like there isn't really anything in the like i guess you could call it a chorus but it's just sort of like this like um vocal line that they've manipulated Mm. to sort of like it's one of those like you know sort of idiom choruses um, but, like, the pre-chorus where, like, all of the lyrics and that sort of thing sort of sits, it's really, really, really cool. Um, and then in the actual chorus, the one, one but I, that I really, really love is, like, in between these sort of, um, like, manipulated vocal mm. sort of run line things, um, there's this, like, gospel sort of sample. Yes. Where, like, the words are, like, I know, and she's, like, singing it, and then there's, like, like backing behind it. It sounds like this little, like... Which is funny, because it sort of links up to the whole, like, you're preaching to the choir. Yes. Gist, yes. And it's sort of that little correlation there, which I love. I think it's really, really cool. And you know me. I've talked about this a million times. I love a good, like, gospel choir. So that little tidbit there was really, really awesome for me. But overall, I just think it's a really, really cool song. For I love sure. it. Um, so, yeah, that is my song of the week this week. It is Tell Me About It by Ella Eyre. Vivian, what's your song of the week? So my song of the week this week is Honey by Luna Aura. Um, so I actually came across this song on an Instagram ad. So <laughs> shout out to Luna Aura's marketing team and well advertising done. team <laughs> for getting that. Because, yeah, I was just swiping through stories and I heard it and I was like, hmm, I have to I have to find this song. And so I found it on Spotify. And it's just what I really like about it. It's like this 
pop rock confident anthem that I really sort of love with when it comes to like these female singers who've got these sort of who have like this really um like rough sort of very typical like rock voice let's say and she sings in such like a confident way like she's you know sort of just singing about like herself and how attractive she is and how and it's just (laughs) awesome to hear that because you don't come across that a lot so when you do and like when you do come across it it can sound cheesy it can sound really like cringy but I think because she sounds so confident it just works so well and in terms of the production it is like this pop rock sort of song where it's got like this really addictive guitar riff. Overdrive is like up to eleven, and it's actually really interesting because the percu- there's not a lot of percussion. There's just like this really simple beat like in the background, and it's not heavy at all, but it kind of works. Yeah, I really really enjoyed it because it's like obviously this music isn't something that I listen to a lot, and I was you know like mimicking along with like the little guitar yeah, bits like yeah. while I was listening to it, just like you know sort of. Um, without thinking about it too much. And yeah, it's a really, really cool song. I really love, I love the guitar throughout it. So And yeah, the percussion is just so, so simple. Like these little, like tiny little beats right at the end of the phrases. Yeah. Like there's not that much to it, but it's, it's, it's effective and it's really cool. Exactly. Which is why, yeah, which is why I, I love it so much. So that is my song of the week this week, Honey by Luna Aura. Now we will go into Under a Rock and I'll kick us off. So my under rock this week is Rue by Girl in Red. So this song was actually, it was either on uh, my the New Music Friday or the Release Radar. I think it was like, actually might have been on both for me. It was on my Release Radar yeah. too, which yeah. was really funny. So I've seen the name Girl in Red before, like on Spotify. I've just never really taken the chance to listen to her music. But I'm so glad that I played this song because it's, it's honestly really hard to describe but like in her description on like wikipedia and like her bio she calls it bedroom pop which i think is a really good way to describe i like that yeah that's a cool yeah which i think is yeah perfect description for what this is and if you don't understand what i mean you have to listen to the song as we always say um but it's really cool because she's got this so she's from norway which i didn't know and i think that's really cool and her her accent sort of does come through it's very slight though very which is, slight which is nice exactly which is cool <laughs> um but it's like this it's almost like this indie pop song like there's not a lot of instrumentation to it and for me like when i was listening to the verse i was sort of like okay i can sort of see where this is going but it sort of takes a different turn in the chorus where like a lot more production comes in and it sounds like it's almost like a dark sort of brooding yeah. chorus. Like it's got this almost like cinematic feel to it. Um, it's not very intense, but, but yeah, that's what I thought with the chorus sounded really, really cool. And her vocals actually shine pretty well in the chorus as well. Cause in the verse, they're very sort of toned, toned down. They're very sort of fit that bedroom pop. Like she sort of reminds me a lot of Claro. Yes. Who, who we've yeah. spoken about before um she actually opened for Claro as well as oh, on no one way. of her tours so <laughs> it definitely definitely is like hand in hand um but yeah I really really like her vibe I definitely want to check out her other stuff to see like sort of because this song it's supposed to be from her debut album that that isn't out yet and I definitely think judging from what I've seen online it's definitely the most sort of progressive in terms of production and just how everything is put together. So I'd be interested to check out her older stuff. Yeah, the the reason that I'd heard about Girl in Red, not gonna lie, is 
through this like sort of TikTok. Yes. <laughs> meme. It's kind of become a meme to sort of like signify whether like you're a lesbian or not. It's like, does she listen to Girl in Red? Yes. Like, okay. <laughs> but which is funny because like, yeah, like I never sort of had any intention of listening to it because it's, yeah, it's definitely, I think it's an acquired taste, mm. her music. Mm-hmm. Um, but I enjoyed listening to it. I think it was really, really cool. And it's, she's definitely, um, she knows her way around like what she's doing, like putting everything sort of together really, yep. really well. Um, and her voice is so soft and beautiful and it's really, really sweet. And yeah. I love it. Yeah. And that's why like, it, I definitely think the comparison with Clara comes in because Clara also has that really sort of soft voice, very like, like almost dreamy a little bit. Like it definitely all fits within that. And yeah. yeah. So I think, I think this is definitely like an artist to watch. So that is my under a rock this week. Rue by girl in red. Maddie over to you. So guys, my under a rock <laughs> is gonna be super shocking <laughs> to anyone who knows me. Oh. Um, I'm kind of like scared to say it. Um, so <laughs> it is my tears ricochet by Taylor Swift. Who would have seen the day, guys? Oh my god! Who would have seen this coming? Yeah, look, not gonna lie. So I've been like peer pressured into listening to this album yes. by multiple people, including Vivian, including me. Um, and so I listened to it. And not gonna lie, I quite enjoyed it. I'm so I, glad. Not not everything, obviously. Like you can't be infatuated with every single song on an album. It's yes. very very difficult to do that. Um, but there are quite a few songs that I like off folklore, and this is one of them. This is probably my favorite track off the entire album. Um, one thing that I was like really sort of disappointed about while I was listening to it, I was like. Like the the album in general, I'm talking about. Mm. I was I was worried that none of the songs were going anywhere. Like I was sort of you know really disappointed because like all of these songs like before it had like so much potential to like build really really well, and I was yep. like waiting for them to go somewhere, and they didn't. And then this song came on, and it just like swells to high heaven, and I am like obsessed <laughs> with how it's put together. Like the acapella vo- like vocal intro is immaculate absolutely love it sort of these like little bell tones and it's gorgeous and then like i cannot get over how the strings are used in this like and the whole album to be honest like in general she uses strings a lot it's very sweeping and very sort of like elongated and the Mm. way that this song builds is incredible and i really really like what this song is about too because it's something that like it's a topic that we've sort of like graze over but it's mm. not like in like it doesn't go into detail a lot it's sort of like if you haven't listened to it it's sort of um she's talking about this like relationship that's um sort of it's broken up it's ended um but the other person is sort of trying to like put them down mm. when they're talking about like taylor or like whoever the other person they're sort of, you know, like, making themselves look better, like, coming out of the relationship just to sort of, like, you know, have their ego remain yeah. intact and they're sort of, like, putting the other person down. It's like, you know, you, like, curse my name and, you know, like, telling these people that, like, the other person is in the wrong and, like, they're not to blame and sort of, like, make, to make themselves look better. And I think it's an interesting sort of way that she's done it and I really, really love the lyricism in this song too. Yeah, and she uses some really... Um, insightful metaphors to yeah. sort of talk about that subject without going straight like being very blunt about it, which I think is really cool and really good songwriting and that's like something obviously Taylor Swift in my opinion has always sort of excelled in is that sort of use of metaphors to sort of maybe 
you know, hide what she's really saying, which I think is really cool. And she does that throughout this, throughout this album a lot. Um, and I think when we talked about Exile a few weeks back, um, Maddie hadn't listened to Folklore at that yeah, point. Yeah, that was my first introduction to Folklore. Yes. Was Exile. Yes. So. And, you know, something that, like, I, well, I thought about Folklore in general was that it's an album that's very sort of, in, in a good way, and it's also could be, it's like Fallen Grace, is that it's very sort of constrained to this sort of, sort of theme, this sort of aesthetic, and it works really well, but then... You know, sometimes, like Maddie was saying to me earlier, that some songs, you know, they don't really build or they're a little bit forgetful because they're sort of constrained to that sort of aesthetic. And in this case, it is like this sort of like rainy day. Like, yeah, it's very like dreamland. Dreamland. Sort of, yeah, which obviously goes with the folklore aesthetic. Yeah. And I think it's, yeah, it's something that she's done on purpose. Yes. And I understand that. But I think just from like a personal taste point of view, I felt like, I just felt like so, like so many songs have like so much potential and they just like... It just didn't go that far for mm-hmm. me, which is really, really disappointing. I like talk about it. I'm writing an article at the moment. Yeah. For um this publication here and now, so subscribe to that. I'll put the link in the description as yes. well because that first edition is coming out in a couple of days. So um shout out to Kayla for putting that all together. Yes. Um so I talk about like my sort of introduction to folklore in that as well. Um and I go on forever about it, but yeah. So it's just really, really interesting. Um to see Taylor in such a different light. And mm. I think I'm very appreciative that I have like gone through the experience of <laughs> listening to it because I have a new sort of newfound um, appreciation for Taylor. So. And that's so good. Like who would have thought guys? I know like, guys. This is where we, we come would a long be. Way. We love character development. <laughs> oh my God. Follow my journey from like episode one. Where I was like, don't give me any Taylor Swift. I will kill you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's fine. We've come full circle now. We so have. It's all good. Like, doesn't mean I'm going to listen to her songs all the time. Um, but I definitely, yeah, love a couple of ones on here. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that is my Under a Rock this week, guys. It is My Tears, Ricochet by Taylor Swift. Um, we'll go into our Caught My Ear segment now, and I'll kick us off with mine. I'll just keep talking, because I feel like I like <laughs> the sound of my voice. Um, so... My song this week is called Penny by Kirby. Now, this artist is super, super cool. So cool. Never heard of her before. Absolutely love it. I went into her bio and she was, I think it said Memphis-born, Mississippi-bred. So she's got this, like, really, really rich, beautiful, soulful, deep voice. And I am obsessed with it. Like, as soon as I turned on this song, I was like... Well, first of all, let's start at the beginning. So at the beginning, there's this really, really, really cool flute um sample riff thing as the intro it's really really awesome it's very very high sort of in the in the flute register and it's very sort of um very bouncy and very light and then Mm. this sort of like um really groovy sort of bass line and like percussion comes in it sort of sets up this really like deep soulful type vibe and then her voice starts and i go I was, like, super taken aback when I heard it. I was, like, not ready for how gorgeous she sounds. I was, like, this is is amazing. This is, like, super old, like, old soul. It sort of, like, transports you back into, like, a a different time. For sure. It's incredible. Like, I'm obsessed with everything that she does. And, like, as the song goes on, it's, like, super groovy. And, like, so I just... 
I just don't have any words. It's so amazing. It's so amazing. And I was, <laughs> when I was listening to the song, I said to Maddie, I was like, why do I feel like I'm in a jungle? Like, I feel like, <laughs> are we in such Tarzan? A weird, like, such what? a weird correlation. <laughs> it really is. But you have to listen to the song to understand, like, what we're trying to say. And I do think it comes back to that flute sample because it's so simple and it's almost like, you know, you could miss it quite easily. But yeah. I think because it sort of sits underneath everything, it sort of drives that forward and drives that sort of jungle theme forward. <laughs> but as well as that, the the like the percussion and the beats, like it's a very sort of bouncy beat, which I think is yeah. really cool. It sounds like you're sort of like strutting. Yeah. Down it like makes you want to like strut and gives you this like false confidence. Yes. <laughs> which is so good. <laughs> I love it. It's so so awesome and just yeah, I think like the way that she sings and like the twang that she has yes. on her words so good. and like the way that she manipulates her voice is super cool. It's so slick and so smooth. I'm yeah, she's so cool. Just like exudes confidence and just like yes. coolness and I'm obsessed so I'd love to listen to more of her music um it is this song is Penny by Kirby uh, Vivian what is your caught my ear this week so my caught my ear this week is Use Me by Paris featuring 070 Shake so this is actually coming from their most recent album that they released um and it's their first album in like three years I think which oh, wow. is quite a long time by now like by today's standards yeah <laughs> um people do like turn album turnarounds in like such a short amount of time which is crazy um but this song is such a different direction for Paris like I've I've been a fan of them for quite a while now and I definitely think they have evolved quite a bit since they started when they started I definitely would say that they started as like this grungy rock like sort of leaning into the pop but not so much sort of genre but since then they've sort of more so turned into like this rock pop genre yeah but this song is like this really weird like R&B soul pop song that sounds really weird when you put those genres together but it actually works really well especially because I think the way that they've sort of manipulated the voices um they add like they add some really cool effects on it to sort of fit with like this really sort of intense bass line that plays all throughout this really like groovy rhythm it's sort of like I would say it's a slow burn because it but it doesn't really build to like these fantastic heights either like it sort of does in the chorus but it's definitely like this slow groove that you sort of just have to sit with and it's so beautiful I love the production but like I said, I think it's just the fact that it's just so different for Paris. I, I still have to listen to their album. I've only listened to this and a couple of other songs. And I'm just so interested to see whether it sort of fits within this song as well. Because, yeah, it's so different. I was super impressed, like, right from the get-go. Like, mm. as soon as the intro started, I was, like, enthralled immediately. I was like, this is this is so cool. This is so cool. And then as it sort of, as the song went on, I just like kept, like you just, it sort of like just catches your interest, like it, like it caught your ear. Yeah. Uh-huh. Very funny. <laughs> um, and it sort of like catches your attention and you just sort of like sit there and you just like want to keep mm. listening to it and listening to it. And it's really, really awesome the way that they've done it and put it together. I think it's a really, really cool vibe. Yeah. And it just like, it reels you in and it holds you there, which I yeah. think is really cool because it is, like I said, there's no, like, it doesn't build to extraordinary places, but 
it does have some really interesting elements and it's this really sort of dark brooding song which I think is really awesome so that is my caught my ear for this week use me by Paris featuring 070 shake now normally this is where we would end but guys you know what that means drum roll please <laughs> we have another recommendation hell yes finally so yeah we actually um to be honest we dug up the old email <laughs> we went through emails guys <laughs> finally checked the emails after like three months and uh there were a few recommendations there so we apologize on our behalf that we were sort of getting angry at you guys like whoa why don't we have any recommendations and meanwhile sitting in our emails are a couple so we're gonna get to those in the next couple of episodes so yes. stay tuned we've got a couple of recommendations in the bank yes waiting to go so please feel free to keep sending in, sending us recommendations through there. That's where you want to. We will check them more I regularly promise, now. I promise I'll <laughs> check the emails more regularly. <laughs> but anyway, we do have a recommendation this week. And I'm so excited, but I'm also so like, I don't even know where to begin, Maddie. Yeah, this is a lot. This it, one is a lot. It is a lot. So um, the song is called Missing by Cryptic Kairos. Kairos, I'm really sorry if I butchered that. Um, but it's such an interesting track, this one, because it's, so it's described as this pop rap song. So he's a pop rap artist. He proclaims himself to be. And when I heard that, it's like, okay, I've never really listened to pop rap so much. I was very intrigued when it, I heard that. Yeah. I, like, oh, okay. I feel like it's a very sort of like interesting subgenre that isn't really explored or, you know, sort of taken advantage of. And listening to the song in my opinion i was like okay this is very interesting because it's you know it's got this very sort of pop skeleton sort of in terms of the production but he raps throughout the verses and then there's like this sort of pop chorus um and it's so interesting because it is such a dark song about such personal issues close to him but he sort of turns it around to make it this positive uplifting outlook on what has happened and sort of where to go from here and I feel like that's something that you don't really hear a lot in rap music yeah especially because and I know this is pop rap so obviously it's a bit different but you know there's no swearing in it which I think is another really interesting thing because with rapping it's especially like a lot of it there's so much out there and I feel like a lot of it is a lot of the same yeah a lot of the same subject matter a lot of the same flow so I found it so interesting that he had that sort of differentiating element yeah I really really enjoyed listening to how everything was sort of constructed I thought it was really really interesting so like he sent us all of this sort of stuff about the background and it's really, really important, I think, to sort of like have that context before listening to the song. Because yes. basically it's all about, so um, Cryptocaris is from Las Vegas in yes. Nevada, in America. And so basically his music journey started when um, his brother David tragically passed away. He was murdered, um, which is awful Mm -hmm. and so in his bio he sort of um talks about how he's picking up where his brother david left off and so this song is super super important and super like emotionally charged and it's very like very deep and very like sort of dark subject matter but i think the way that cryptic kairos has been able to turn that into such an uplifting sort of um and like positive outlook as you sort of mentioned earlier um it's really really um I like a hundred percent applaud. It's been done in such a really, really amazing way. And sure. I think 
like the verses talk about like such dark dark like subjects and topics um and then you know the song's all about you know like in the chorus is like um you're looking at things from like a new perspective that Mm -hmm. you were missing before and it's sort of like you've got this new lease on life which is something that i think um comes through in his music and it's like really really um sort of uplifting vibe and i really appreciate the like effort that it took to sort of like get out those emotional sort yeah. of words. It can be, like, a release for some people, which I understand is, like, what For sure. Done, so. And I think as well, like, when, you know, you you might be listening to us talking about this and you might think that, oh, well, that, sound, that could sound cringy, it could sound cheesy, but I think the way that, especially because he is so personal in the verses and that the way that I think... The, the chorus is such a simple chorus, but like you said, it's so effective. Like, yeah. the lyrics, it's so... I feel like the way that it's all sort of put together is definitely... It's not cheesy. It's not cringy. It's done so well, and I honestly applaud him for taking, like, this sort of route in terms of this subject matter and the way he approaches music, like, to sort of have this positive outlook, I think is really cool. Yeah, and I do just want to shout out before we um, finish talking about the song... Um, Brianna Marin. She's yes. the one who sings the chorus and she's got an incredible, beautiful voice. Beautiful Absolutely love voice. It. Yeah. She's got such control when she sings and I'm like obsessed with the chorus and how it sounds. The only thing that I think that like kind of takes away from the song, there's just like a couple of like production elements that are like really, really in your face. And I think yeah. it just comes down to like the way it's been mixed mm-hmm. overall. But I think it, the the production is super, super complex and there's, like, a lot going on and I think it can have a tendency to sort of be a bit overcrowded. Yeah. But, like, there are a lot of, like, really, really introspective moments where, like, the production sort of, like, fades away and it's a lot more focused, like, especially throughout the verses, on what the lyrics are and what the story is. And, yes. And um, I think that's really, really important to have. So I think they've done, like, a really, really good job. There's just, like, a couple of, you know, yeah. minor things that, you know, could be tweaked. But overall, like, a really, really amazing song. And I'm, mm. like, super, super glad that Cryptic Kairos reached out um, and asked us to listen to his song, Missing. So yeah, please listen to it. Please listen to it. Let us know what you think. Um, I think this is such an interesting song where a lot of discussion can sort of be had around it. So please let us know what you think. And in saying that, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. So thank you so much for listening. If you got this far, it's a big episode. This yeah, one. big long one. Yep. And you can check us out on Spotify, Apple, Google Club, Google Podcast, CastBox, wherever you get your podcast fix. And you can follow us on all of our social media at Caught My Earpod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And that is where you can send us your recommendations. Yes. We love listening to Cryptocurrus' song, Missing. So we'd love to hear more. We've got a couple in the bank, so we'd love to, like, get a couple more in there. So For we sure. can, like, keep them, keep them rolling. We love hearing what you guys are listening to. Um, and we love hearing your opinions on what we're listening to. So please let us know what you thought of the songs that we chatted about this week. Um, let me know what you, if you listen to Taylor Swift's folklore. Yes. And um, if you like My Tears Ricochet, because it's a song that, you know, not a lot of people might like, but I do. So please let us know all of your thoughts. Um, and you can join us on Monday for a brand new episode. Bye, guys. Bye.